This is the Leader Technique Podcast. I'm Dr. Jody John, a researcher with experience and background in high-tempo, hazardous operations like wildland firefighting and Antarctic science logistics. I've spent my research career looking into ways that people who are not alpha males navigate leadership, safety, and inclusion in male-dominated work. And I think it's all about technique. Join me in talking about leadership practices, teamwork design, and safety culture. I throw in self-coaching techniques along the way too, because a solid self-coaching practice will get you where you want to go that much faster, especially as you lead. Get podcast notes to your inbox at www.leadertechnique.com. That's leadertechnique, all one word, dot com. Find me on LinkedIn at Jody John. That's J-O-D-Y-J-A-H-N. And I'm on Instagram at leader.technique. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to Leader Technique Episode 7 on Dialing in Your Authentic Leadership Style. In this episode, I'll talk about the idea of leadership style, quote unquote, and what it means to be authentic as a leader. We'll move beyond thinking about leadership style as being about a certain behavioral performance. Instead, we'll look at dialing in your leadership style as building a framework for approaching any level of leadership. It's your core philosophy about how you lead and a set of tools that can support you at key decision and reflection points. Dialing in your authentic leadership style is about setting up a game plan for yourself. First, let's talk about the problem. There aren't many leadership performance styles for non-alpha males to emulate, which also means that the culture only accepts a few leadership performance styles. To do anything differently would draw unnecessary attention and skepticism in your direction. So what do you do? You try to emulate one of the accepted leadership performances, let's say the stoic, serious one, and it looks absolutely ridiculous on you. Because you don't normally communicate with people like that. Because when it makes sense to bounce ideas off people, you get a lot out of that. And you don't have any problem being decisive when it's needed, but you also like looking for opportunities to get more voices into the mix. That stoic performance also doesn't work for you because you like getting to know the people that work for you, and that calls for more conversations with them where you might show vulnerability. Is that a problem? You might be caught in this idea that you have to fit the mold before you can break it. If it makes you feel more comfortable to fit the mold before you're ready to do something different, then by all means, take your time. I think we lean on the option of fitting the mold because we don't know where to start to design our own leadership approach. And that's fair because there's a lot of general leadership advice out there and a lot of advice for alpha males, of course, but it's harder to find the resources that can help you map out the core components of how you'll navigate certain situations and interactions as a leader. That's what this episode is all about, identifying core components of leadership and listing out some questions to put some forethought into before you step into your next leadership role. There's a lot to take in in this episode, but not to worry because you can get all my podcast notes to your inbox at www.leadertechnique.com. That's leadertechnique, all one word, spelled normally, dot com. Uh, you'll get a little window there to enter your email address and name, and then I'll get those notes over to you. Before we get into a framework of five components for dialing in your authentic leadership style, I want to say a few things about authenticity and how it's been defined in the social scientific literature. 
The idea of authentic leadership was coined in the early 1980s. It was defined as taking responsibility for one's actions, outcomes, and mistakes, not manipulating subordinates and valuing the self or the person over their role. In the early aughts, more scholars took up the idea, bringing in ideas like integrity and genuineness. A few books by a scholar named Bill George at Harvard defined authentic leadership as pursuing purpose with passion, practicing solid values, leading with heart, establishing enduring relationships, and demonstrating self-discipline. In the wildland fire context, Alexis Waldron has published several articles on leadership. One study tests out what Waldron and colleagues call the supervisor-perceived leadership scale, which they tested on a sample of wildland firefighters. They found this to have three crucial dimensions, integrity, competent decision-making, and personal genuineness, as rated by subordinates about their supervisor. The framework I'm proposing is somewhat similar in spirit to the work that's been done to define what authenticity means in the leadership context. I break things down a bit more to focus on the kinds of communicative interactions you want to have with people to get you thinking about how you want to structure your group level interactions, your practices or routines in particular, and get you thinking about putting together a toolbox of self-coaching techniques you can use to support yourself when you're frustrated or in a shame spiral. So here it is, a framework of questions for thinking about dialing in your authentic leadership style. I'm going to walk through five components of authentic leadership style, and they are as follows. One, who you are as a leader, how you want your people to interact with you, how you want your people to interact with each other, what practices you want to set up to support your team's culture, and how you're going to coach yourself through challenges. So let's get into it. Component one is who are you as a leader? What are your core values that you bring into your leadership role? So now operationalize those. What actions would somebody observe and know they are seeing that value? For example, a value I hear a lot when talking with people in the Forest Service is integrity. The definition for integrity from the Oxford Online Dictionary is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles moral uprightness. I love that definition. It sounds so warm and nice. So let's break it down. Integrity is the quality of being honest. Somebody that is trustworthy can be depended on to do their part and take responsibility for failing to do their part. That's how we'd operationalize that. Integrity is having strong moral principles, operationalized as being about deciding what you feel is right versus wrong and standing up to assert that even when it's uncomfortable or goes against the grain or makes waves. There's also a part of moral principle that is about looking out for the common good, not just looking out for yourself. Integrity is, quote, moral uprightness. That's an old-timey concept, moral uprightness. It's about being forthcoming with truthfulness, candor, and fairness. These things are difficult things to do, especially in a culture that strongly values conformity. You can envision moral uprightness as a group full of people sitting in chairs trying not to be noticed, and then the one person standing up to say something truthful and likely uncomfortable for people to hear, standing up to be candid about an unpopular opinion or to stand up to advocate for fairness, especially for people who are comparatively marginalized, and especially when the majority is happy looking the other way. What will you say or do to acknowledge your people when they do a good job? 
How will you interact with your people when it's necessary to hold them accountable for something they shouldn't have done? And how will you express yourself when you're pissed off? Component two is how do you want your people to interact with you? What will you do ahead of time to get organized to prepare for a leadership role? How will you communicate with your folks to set expectations about how you want them to interact with you? How will you react if one of your people tries to lead up when they're ahead of the game and they're pushing you to move forward? Are you going to be okay with that or is it going to put you on the defense? Component three is how do you want your people to interact with each other? Are you fine with crew member interactions developing entirely organically? Or are there strategic reasons why you might want members to interact in a particular way? Maybe half your crew is highly experienced and the other half is inexperienced. It might be a smart strategic move to pair up less and more experienced folks so they can practice teaching and learning together. And you want to actually make these relationships clear because they won't necessarily happen organically. Maybe you have a crew of highly experienced people and your strategic priority is to get them comfortable acting independently. You might want to set up a more competitive environment in that case. Component four is what practices do you have in your back pocket? What are your typical daily practices or what do you want them to be? For example, morning briefings, end of the day debriefings. How do you want to structure those practices so you and your group can get the most out of them, the most learning, the most connection, the most mutual trust? For example, crews that use the daily debriefing as a learning practice tend to build a sense of collective trust with each other and a learning environment that members benefit from. And component five is how are you going to coach yourself through challenges? For this point, check out episodes three on rewiring your brain to feel more confident and episode four on reframing the shame in 20 minutes. As you look at your leadership experiences, where could you add more clarity for yourself and what's already working well for you? Now, this is kind of a short episode, but there's a lot in here. So get out a pen and paper and journal your way through it. But make sure to get those uh, podcast notes to your inbox at leadertechnique.com. That's leadertechnique, all one word, dot com. And I'm on Instagram at leader.technique. Thanks for listening and have a great week.